Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Daybotcast. This is a weekly podcast where the three of us come together each week to talk about K-pop and whatever is current in the industry. Uh, this week we got three album reviews and then a, another topic. Um, so we're doing the album reviews first, right? Yep. Okay. So this week we got Sunmi, uh, NCT Dream, and GWSN, which is a uh, debut. Um, not sure if that's the correct order, but I'm sure Andrew will correct me later. But anyways, <laughs> um, as always, I'm joined by Nate. This one's cheating a little bit, but we may seem trivial and insignificant, but each one of us possesses a unique. Excuse you. Thank, I was going to mention that in the actual you, GWSN. <laughs> is that from, is that the thing in the MV? Yeah. yeah it's, it's the thing at the very, it's the words of the beginning. Yeah. That's just like, uh, there, there's, there's definitely a they word They didn't even missing. try. Yeah, there's a word missing from that phrase or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I assume like unique trait or something, but... Yeah, they definitely... It's like, you ever... It's like the the concept of, uh... The concept of like English or like like improper statements like this is really funny. Because like if we ever... Ever in like 150 years, like million years or whatever, people are like, oh, we're just trying to... They discover like this ancient like text and, and they're trying to decipher what it means. They're just going to be so confused. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be, like, trying to look at this, like, anthropologically, and they <laughs> won't even realize that, like, wait, it's horrible, it's not though. even made by a native speaker. <laughs> it's like, you know those, you know those shirts? They'll be in, like, like, how does this get here? <laughs> you know those shirts in, like, Japan and, like, China and, like, parts of Asia where it's just, like, English, like, phrases that have absolutely no meaning on them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites is, uh, there's this picture of this lady at McDonald's, and she's wearing a, uh, t-shirt that says, hashtag me. But it could be read as pound me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, 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 won't, they wouldn't be any the wiser. Oh, goodness. Anyways, as always as well, I'm joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. Number one, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah to our Jewish uh, listeners out there. Yo, the concept of like Rosh Hashanah and like G- the Jewish calendar is crazy because they're, they're about to like hit the year 5,779. Well, we're stuck here in 2018. <laughs> we, we have a lot of catching up to do, definitely. <laughs> um, and I get two days off from work for it, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, September is always just like a bunch of Jewish holidays, so you get a lot off because, yeah, New York City just has a huge Jewish population. Hmm. Uh, number two, um, I've kind of like fallen off the, like, the face of the earth because... <laughs> I played. I'm pretty sure I played Spider Man for like 16 hours straight last night. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it definitely. I love all the, I, I like working in New York. I can definitely see all of the sort of references to places. Um, my 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 building doesn't exist in the game though, unfortunately. Uh, my only complaint yeah. though, my only complaint because I had to buy like a PS4 Pro for this game. This is literally the ugliest controller on the face of the goddamn planet. Like, who thought it was a good idea to have a red controller with white buttons? Like, Tony. <laughs> like, Button red and loaded. black 
Red and black makes way more sense, just like aesthetically. I don't know. It's just. Well, no, would you rather it be red and blue? Spider Man has a white spider on in the yeah, game. Yeah, but so. still, like white buttons are like no. Somebody posted a picture of it, and it's already starting to like get Cheeto effect, or like it basically just like it, the white gets ruined. And they weren't even eating Cheetos for whatever reason. So I don't know. It's like some part of the paint's coming off. So yeah, I I, ref- I, I bought that. I, I bought like another controller just to avoid using that entirely. Five hundred million edition. Yeah, the five hundred million edition. But apparently, that's not more common. And number three, uh, our good friend uh, Kanye West is up to some weird shit. Again. Our good friend. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing. Not I'm repping the. I'm repping the Wyoming. Uh, the Wyoming hoodie, and even though he's kind of feuding with uh, Drake, I'm wearing the OVO hat. Uh, so apparently, somehow, I think after like he had like a Jimmy Kimmel um, appearance where he talked about he referenced Pornhub somehow and. Somehow that led to him being like a creative director of like their award show <laughs> and he made a Pornhub like collection where it's literally just like pictures of like the like the artist and everything. It's like a Yeezy branded uh, like merchandise. I don't know. I'm so confused. And like I looked at like the collection and I mean like some of the like they, they sort of render like the the girls in like sort of like a classic like renaissance or like or just like a postmodern or like a really cool interpretation of it. it's like very artistic looking but the wording on it is so like you wouldn't be caught dead wearing like it, it has like a picture of a naked girl and it says like like nicest ass or something like in bold letters on it I don't know why it's yeah it's just so weird and also he did a collab with Little Pump where he basically dressed up as Roblox and <laughs> and um the weirdest thing of all very music related he just randomly tweeted yesterday throne 2 coming soon which is in reference to watch the throne which is a which is a, like a compilation or an album that he did in uh, collaboration with Jay-Z. But the thing is, though, him and Jay-Z hate each other right now. So, like, literally nobody... Everyone's, like, trying to, like, decipher what, like, Kanye West tweets. Like, I'm pretty sure you can get it... Speaking of, like, freaking, like, anthrop- anthropology, they could probably get, a de- like, a degree in deciphering Kanye West's Twitter feed. So, yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I love Watch the Throne 1, so if we get another, like... Kanye West and Jay-Z collaboration I mean I'd be through the roof but I highly doubt it they hate each other right unfortunately Hmm. was that three yeah that was was three three. okay anyways um I'm Jacob uh tweet at tweet at Sunmi uh you want a yes I am collab with Yucko it's a cover of her song be on it I still haven't seen anyone do it so do it anyways forget that collab let's go Forget that collab, actually, because I'd actually prefer, I'd prefer the, I'd prefer her to collab with just, uh, with Yubin, because we'll get to it later, but. Anyways, let's get in to the reviews. What are we doing first? Are we doing Sunmi first? I hope we are. No, we can do, no, we'll do NCT, NCT Sunmi, then GWSN. What? I I thought it was Jacob's order, but (laughs) it doesn't matter, but. I'm surprised. Can't do order of importance. First. No, we'll do order. Well, it's too late now because he <laughs> already made the slideshow. Yeah, uh, Nate. So we'll do the same thing. So Nate, you'll do this. Uh, Jacob, you'll do your your bay, and then I'll do GWSN. Got it? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> why are you Why are you reluctant to do NCT first? No, I'm. I don't like NCT Dream. I'm joking. I just want to rant about Puzzle Moon already. Okay. Um, 
Uh, but no. Okay. Uh, first review is NCT Dreams We Go Up. Uh, and it starts out with the title track We Go Up, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, but we'll just kind of reiterate and elaborate on what we said. Um, and if any new thoughts came up. Um, yeah, for me, I like the mixture of the hip hop style, like from 127 and Go, but then like making it more fun, light, and having a more traditional like dream chorus. Uh, like, lets them keep their sound and still fit with the rest of NCT. Um, the vocals on the bridge are really, really good. Um, and the vocals overall are good. Uh, the chorus is a little repetitive, but it's... I'm fine with it. I'm fine with repetitive choruses if they're good, and I think this one's okay. Um, choreo's really fun, too, if it's a song. And the music video was... It was pretty standard, but I did like all the symbolism with Mark... Um, since it's his last song, uh, even if it's sad, it's still, I thought it worked well. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that the the only sort of major complaint I'd have would be like the lack, again, I mentioned it before. It's just like, I kind of wanted, I like lyricism in my choruses and just repeating, we go just like a hundred times gets kind of repetitive, but I mean, it's, it's not, it's not too obnoxious to the point that I don't like the song. I definitely do like the song because again, it's strike, it strikes that perfect balance between like the, the edginess of the other, like, like one, two, seven and you were like they, the, the, the style that they were trying to go for with go off of NCT 2018 empathy. And like the, again, the, the youthful style that or the youthful vibrance that they sort of usually bring to, um, dream songs. So again, it's a, it's a good middle ground. And I'd like to, uh, for the next sort of, uh, release that they have, whether it be like another like solo or if they do another compilation album in 2019, I definitely like to see them sort of make this progression that they have because, yeah they've definitely come a long way from like chewing gum or just like straight up like so like innocent and cutesy and it's like whereas they that you could definitely see the growth that they've made concept wise in, in this in this song yeah so immediately i really i was really into this song and i liked how it's kind of a uh like the verses uh before the chorus the chorus it sounds very like super early 90s hip-hop like mm-hmm. right in the beginning sort of stuff like it could come off as kind of corny like today, but it's a uh, it's a boy band, so I guess people don't aren't really expecting that anyway. Yeah. So I I think it's fun personally. I like that style. Um, like really, the only thing that kills the song for me is the the chorus. Like Andrew was saying, like like I was like I was getting super into it, and then all of a sudden the chorus, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like damn. It, uh, it definitely kills the momentum a bit. Yeah, I think it, it kind of, like, brings it to a halt. I think they had, you know, the build-up and potential for some of the super catchy and infectious, but they kind of just went the safe route and repeated phrase chorus. But either way, um, even though I didn't like the chorus, I really enjoyed the rest of the song anyways. So. Have you have you sort of noticed that as, like, K-pop has, like, proliferated as a, a world, like, recognized sort of music genre, they've sort of gone away from, or they've sort of trended more towards using using more just straight-up English words or English, like, entirely English, like, uh, choruses, just, I guess so, I guess so, like, it, it makes, like, the most identifiable part of the song more catchy for people, like, that might, like, myself, that might not be fluent in Korean to be able to, like, enjoy the song. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely one of the uh, big things in K-pop, and it, honestly, it, it's always been. Um, I was gonna like, say it's been there I before K-pop was um, a global. I mean, I'm your girl. I guess yes, is the yeah. time they that was the chorus. 
Yeah, no, I think that that reason is actually why one of the reasons why K-pop has been able to proliferate around the world is because people who don't speak Korean, um, you know, they might know a little bit of English. So it kind of uh, helps them uh, connect with the music on a, I guess, lyrical level. Whereas like, you know, I guess we don't the three of us don't usually like go into that as much. We're usually more in the in the, the music. However, for like the average music listener who is uh, you know, more bound to get like caught up on, oh, this is in a different language. The English kind of helps ease them into it. Yeah. It's definitely, it definitely helps as a bridge to sort of like, okay, ease them into like, okay, okay. This is, it it might like some of this might not be familiar, but I still hear like the same numbers or like the same like words or phrases or whatever. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see just like how, how proliferated English is in just all, in all other countries, pop music, just so it, like it, 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 it helps serve as a bridge for people to sort of like, um, like be more like interested and in, I guess accepting of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, next we have one, two, three, which is a cover of the Sungri song. Um, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine if they covered that song, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it would be pretty good actually. Uh, so this is like more traditional R and B style, like guy group song. It actually like, uh, Jacob said the last song, like channeled the like nineties hip hop. This is like really 90s channeling nineties and early two thousands like guy groups. Like if if, if this was in English, I could have been like convinced this was an NSYNC or Backstreet Boys song. Like it has the like that simple beat and like super like the same style of like vocal harmonizing and mm-hmm. uh, like vocals that they had back then. Um, so I actually uh, thought this was a pretty cool song because of that. It. It was very throwback feeling, um, and I think that fits them really well, because um, that type of pop music is like more innocent compared to like more recent stuff. So yeah, it fits with yeah. the dream. Um, yeah, most of the my praise for the song has to go to the stereotypes who produced it. Again, um, they're very good at uh, like picking like period time periods and sort of like specific sounds that they yep. want to ground their music in and they're able to nail it like for all of their artists and I'd say they're, they're, they do a pretty good job of sort of tailoring styles and instrumentals for artists and that's no ex- that, that's no exception with Dream because I feel like yeah, this song is perfectly fit for them um, yeah so because I mean like even though they produce for like Bruno Mars and Red Velvet and like all these like and uh, like all these other people like and NCT Dream like they you they do again. That I'd say that's their specialty. They their their specialty is sort of like that throwback type of uh, sound and yeah. being able to adapt that to whether it's a male vocal or a female vocal. So again, there's there's just a really there's just a really like high level of like attention to detail that they put into their music that you can really appreciate. Like no matter, pretty much no matter who they produce for, because I, I honestly haven't heard anything of, of theirs, whether it be within K-pop or outside of K-pop, that I, I don't enjoy honestly. Because I mean, like finesse is just an incredible song too, and again, that that, that 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 does a very good job of rooting itself in genre, in much in the same way that this again roots itself in like those early two thousands like boy band uh, or like Western uh, pop group uh, type of sounds. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, again, like the last song early to mid 90s, I think that's definitely the stereotypes is, uh, you know, kind of their strength because that was kind of when they grew up, I guess, when they were, uh, you know, kids or teenagers or whatever. And uh, it definitely shows in the song. I I definitely agree with Nate that it sounds like the like mid or 
mid nineties, like boy bands and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause, uh, this weekend I actually watched, uh, the documentary series, the defiance ones, which is about, uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and like, oh. their whole history. Yeah. So you kind of, in that documentary, you got to see like a lot of history in, uh, you know, both rock and roll and hip hop until it leads up to them, you know, becoming business partners or whatever. Anyways, um, with that, I, my favorite part of it was like seeing the like musical history primarily in like the, uh, eighties and nineties. Um, which, so like hearing this kind of music, like in a modern, in a modern context, I still, I find it really interesting, especially seeing where a lot of it like originated, I guess. Yeah. And, like the original people who were first coming up with this stuff. Um, I'm glad that in the, I guess here in the late 2010s, like throwback concepts are in because I really like, uh, you know, seeing these things being reinvented in a modern context. Yeah, because I mean, a lot. It's it, again. It's a lot of the situations where people that like our age or my age specifically are just they're finally getting to the point where like okay, they're starting their careers and they're basically just yep. trying to like they're trying to chase the music and the sounds that they grew up listening to. It's why like a lot of '80s like stuff is growing like coming back in popularity. Is why like '90s stuff is because again, like this is stuff that we like grew up with as kids and we're sort of just trying to almost recreate that level of nostalgia or just try to reinterpret that um, that vibe that uh, that kind of music had so yeah it's like it's very interesting to see again like a lot of art and a lot of music in particular is very cyclical because everyone's just sort of everyone's pulling from uh, inspirations that are that sort of like defined a specific sound in a time period and like they sort of try to bring that in a modern context yeah as someone who owned Backstreet Boys Millennium album I was I enjoyed it <laughs> I have my Backstreet. I have I have my and Backstreet Boy, Boys album somewhere in like the. I haven't I haven't finished unpacking, but they're somewhere in there. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Those are too. Pre- I have my Aaron Carter CDs too. So oh. I have a, all that shit's still way too precious to me to throw. Out. <laughs> uh, next is Beautiful Time. Uh, so this is a pop ballad. Uh, starts out with a guitar focus. I like the buildup of like synths and the synth line during the chorus. I thought it complemented the guitar and vocals like really well. Um, and the vocals in the song are insane, like especially the higher register stuff and the high notes. Um, those obviously stood out. Uh, and I, I thought the rap was good too. Uh, I like the sentimental style of rap. It fits the, this type of song. Yeah. I mean, you kind of nailed down what I enjoyed about it. I mean, it's a ballad or it's a, it's a sort of slower track. So there's not much else to sort of like divulge in it. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the, the the guitar driven aspect of it is a really like nice factor to the song, and mm-hmm. I think yeah, just in general. I mean, I, I'd say just in general, like I don't think there's any NCT group that really lacks in terms of rap uh, lines, even with Dream. I mean, I know Dream like kind of heavily relies on Mark a lot, but he definitely he's definitely someone that sort of like brings us different or he brings like that strength uh, to any group that he works with ultimately. And I mean, like that's, I guess that's sort of like the the thing I really appreciate about him is just, he's very consistent no matter which uh, NCT subunit he's working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, I like this song quite a bit. Um, even though it is about, I like that it does go lean towards again, like I guess is the prevailing uh, concept with this album is uh, sort of like the nineties R and B hip hop sort of stuff. I like that it does lean into the more of the R&B stuff, so it's not a straight out just like generic uh, ballad. So I think that that gave it a lot of uh, 
I guess spice to it. Spice Girls? The answer is 90s, yes. 90s <laughs> pop music. Um, next is Drippin'. Uh, so this is more hip-hop focused. This is very much like a 127 style song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, it was at one point. I was just yeah. like, wait a second. Is this the uh, same group? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little weird. It doesn't really fit with the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the drop in the synths for the chorus. They use that like super low, grindy sounding uh, like back and forth synth during the chorus um and the, and there's also like there's an instrumental focus where they just there isn't even singing or rapping at all during parts of the chorus so i enjoyed that um and i also thought uh the vocals like mixed into the song really well even though they're not the focus mm-hmm. um it's focused very much on the rapping the instrument and the instrumentals um but i thought the vocals were good too and uh, do not look up the lyrics because they're utter trash. And oh, if no. this was in English, <laughs> it would be just as bad as cream. Wait, what are the lyrics? Are the, uh, look them up. I'm not even going to say them. Okay, it's, I'm going to look up the lyrics like, right now. <laughs> it talks about like f- filling someone up and Oof. it's like, it's pretty bad, it, especially considering their age. The okay. fact that everything, hold on, quote. Everything is swallowed. I fill you with my everything. Slowly fills to the top and deeply falls in, dripping, dripping, dripping. Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, Who wrote exactly. this? God. Who's, who's uh, responsible I don't know, for but this? Someone, someone commented the best Twitter post about it I saw was, wow, I didn't know Mark had a sister too. Because <laughs> Taeyong supposedly wrote whiplash. whiplash about his sister. Oh, no. All horrible <laughs> things to say. Oh, boy. Uh, um, so I assume Mark wrote it, but I don't know if that was just a joke because he's the one rapping. I don't know if he actually wrote it or whatever. But yeah. Honestly, the- honestly, I bet the lyrics of this like result from literally just taking the English demo and just translating it to Korean. Uh, pro- probably. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, like it's considering they're the they're supposed to be the subunit that's underage and only marks <laughs> like yeah it's just like it just doesn't make any sense it's really weird yeah, yeah it's it's super <clears throat> like off-brand for them but if it was being, english it, it would be cream level bad yeah like. maybe maybe but that being said i still enjoyed it again it's, it's no i like the song yeah, it's it's definitely more along the lines of what they were going for with Go. Like this yeah. the instrumental that they have is like the super like industrial type like rap, hip-hop feel to it. So, yeah, I mean, I know that's sort of like the an anomaly compared to like the most of their music, but it's it's kind of the niche that I see them building for, out for themselves. So, even after Mark leaves, I think they should sort of explore that more. Maybe not necessarily always for a single or maybe it's just like with we go up sort of trying to blend that in with the more youthful aspect of Dream, but yeah, I love yeah. I love that they're sort of pushing themselves or they're still despite being like the the little brother or like the the little uh the younger group, they're still definitely pushing themselves uh conceptually, which I I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so so Drippin' overall, I I thought the song was good, but uh, I found like to be honest in this song, I found the hi hats to be like way too much. <laughs> like again, it's it's just the thing well, that I don't trapped. like as much, and <laughs> yeah, like it's just not my thing. Like so yeah, um, like I I think the song was good. It sounds like the uh, I thought the chorus sounded kind of like an EXO song, but. Yeah, the the way they they the, the way that they layer the vocal harmonies is definitely reminiscent of EXO. So you yeah. de- you definitely tell that they're sort of like pulling wh- where the influences they're pulling from are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and finally, we have Dear Dream. Well, I guess technically there's one more song after this. Um, we have Dear Dream. We're talking Dream. about it. We're talking about it. I'll, I'll, yeah, you'll enjoy my my notes. How about uh, um, the wrong version of the song? <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, next is Dear Dream. Uh, so this is going back to that like uh, that Teaser. retro feel. It's it's mm. a sentimental like old school style hip hop mm. song. Um, it's like I really like how it, the simple the beat and piano are because it lets you focus on the rapping. Um, while still guiding it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the transition into singing was really, really good. The vocals, like, when they first come in, they actually gave me chills a little bit because of how, like, dreamy, pun intended, they had, they sounded. <laughs> um, I'm the only like, one that's allowed to make corny puns. <laughs> they, like, really, I don't know, they really surprised me on how good they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the rapping was fantastic. I love that style of sentimental rap. Um, so that, yeah, this was actually my favorite song. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of emotion that sort of comes out of this song because it's basically, it's a tribute to Mark because he's going to be graduating from dream. I believe, I don't, I'm not sure if it's at the end of the year or after this album. Yeah, necessarily. I'm not hundred percent sure how, I know this is his last comeback yeah. with them, but I don't know if he'll do like end of the year stuff with them yeah. or what. Yeah, so if you look into the lyrics, it's just sort of like his goodbye, and it's nice how Mark like bookends like the beginning and the end of the the song with his rap. So yeah, it's just a really nice tribute to him in a way, and yeah, just like I, I don't know, I just like I don't really ha- necessarily have an attachment to dreams specifically, but man, it's just super emotional at the thought of Mark leaving them because it's like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> He's just been such a big part of almost every one of the the groups, so it's just weird to, yeah. to consider well, him like leaving. I don't um, know. I mean, I, it'll give him they, other members. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely. I'm sure after a while they'll add. NCT's probably going to be like 48 group level insanity at one point because they're because Dream. Well, I think that's the plan. Yeah, Dream is just going to get like super like it's just going to be like super fresh all the time, which is in theory is going to be awesome because like each incarnation probably will be very different. Um, uh, in comparison to the previous ones, so again, they'll they'll always it'll always be a a fresh concept. no matter yeah. like uh or depending on like which members are in yeah i wouldn't be surprised if some of the uh chi- if any of the young chinese members are younger than new members are getting added for okay. nct china i wouldn't be surprised if yeah. a couple of them are on the younger side i don't remember their ages um but if they are if they would get added i w- i wouldn't be surprised at all if they they added a lot of them um well not a lot of them but some of them anyways um as far as uh, Dear Dream goes, I really liked Mark's rap. Um, their vocals in the song were really, really good, nice and like uh, sentimental. It it made the song stand out from just your typical ballad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think at this point we can say that this is definitely SM's strength. They never yeah. give us generic ballads on their yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, they have an entire group called SM the Ballad, and I mean, like, yeah, and we that, need which SM the Ballad too, please. Yeah, yes. and I mean, and I mean, if you look at it, even. NCT is probably the most rap heavy group that yeah. SM's ever produced it even still like you do like usually it's it's so hard to find that balance between having good rappers and having good singers as well but they managed to they managed to work well with it because yeah again like SM yeah, yeah, is just known SM's just known for having for producing like some of the best vocalists so yeah, yeah. their their ballads fan, like the the station song from last year for mm-hmm. NCTU that ballad's insane yeah yeah definitely yeah. 
And finally, we have We Go Up, the Chinese wrong version. version. And my <laughs> literally, my notes are the wrong-sounding version of the song that Andrew probably somehow prefers. Mm, actually, no. I, in this case, I didn't prefer it because it just didn't mm. it didn't flow as well as I expected it would in Chinese. I don't know. Maybe it's just because not obviously not all of them are have a level of fluency in it, so it's probably mm-hmm. just kind of awkward for them to rap in it, rap or sing in a different language. But I do, I still do appreciate that they're um, SM still trying to penetrate that market, especially with uh, they're trying to seed the uh, like the I guess the the fan base there for whenever NCT China finally debuts. So yeah, that, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to see them sort of put the effort in. I Side think, note. Oh, go ahead, Andrew or Jacob. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say about uh, like China, I I think literally all SM has to do is just treat the foreign members well, yes. and then that's all yeah, they have to fun. do. They treat and them then, so bad. <laughs> you know, like feed them well, and they'll uh, they'll feed you back. Like it's like it's like a tamagotchi. If you don't feed it, you'll have to reset. The, no, actually, no. If you, that's they'll not just how die. I, <laughs> Dying you is alive? them suing your ass. Were you alive when tamagotchi was around? Yes, I had them in elementary school. I didn't live under a rock. Oh my god, that's so. Weird. Um, side note, yeah. Uh, does the new Ujizonio album have a Chinese version on it? I don't know. I don't know. If it, if imagine out. it does with no Chinese members, that'd be really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if it's there or not. Because if it's not there, they're definitely out. Yep, we'll see. If it's there, they might have a chance. <laughs> okay, so we got we got to pray it's there, please. <laughs> yeah. Because unlike this, like would you sign your Chinese songs are god tier. As much as I just ignore them and skip them, I want it to be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Overall, how do we rank NCT Dreams? We go up. Uh, for me, I gave it a 6 out of 6 for music. Uh, I liked all the songs in the album. Nothing was bad. Um, I would easily listen to this whole album uh, just very without skipping anything. Um, I gave it a 2 out of 3 for concept. Uh, I liked the choreo and the MVs, like symbolism and stuff, but it wasn't like, didn't blow me away or anything. Uh, and I gave him a concept, or a a bias point so i give it 9 out of 10 uh for me i i probably give it a 5 out of 6 for music yeah, it was just just because oh yeah like slight marks i don't think it's necessarily perfect on the musical front and if i were to rank we go up amongst the sort of nct dream singles it probably would be up there alongside like no disrespect to like chewing gum but it'd probably be up there with go as some of my favorite favorites oh um, my first and last is so good though <laughs> but I, I I just love I I love like the edgy like aspect that they bring to it. So I I, I would like to see I I do I I'd like to see a continued progression from them musically. So yeah, I'm, you I'm like not... NCT Nightmare more. <laughs> Basically, um, concept two out of three yeah, again. I'd say the only thing is I wish they showed a bit more of the choreography in the video. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's it definitely didn't seem to be a focus as much. And obviously, I'm gonna give them a bias point because Mark's there. <laughs> no, just kidding. I I, I, love, I love Dream still. Um, so yeah, it's an eight out of ten. Yeah, so for me, I gave it a five out of six just because uh, I liked pretty much every song except for I wasn't a huge fan of Drippin because. Again, I, I'm, it's pretty well known that I'm not a huge fan of gratuitous hi-hats. So, like, that's... It's not huge points down. Like, I could still listen to the song and I wouldn't, like, be like, turn that shit off. But it's... 
Yeah, it's not my favorite song. All right, SoundCloud listeners, please link nothing but like gratuitous trap beats in the comments please, and send no. them and like mark them all. I won't listen to them. <laughs> yeah, Jacob will we'll let Jacob listen to all of them. So no, <laughs> we'll start a Anyways. new show where he reviews songs with horrible trap beats. <laughs> and then I'm just like, this is trash. This is trash. This is it's trash. just literally like no matter the song, it's just like this is trash. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, two out of three for a concept, just because uh, I I thought they did it and did a well done job. However, um, you know it's nothing like groundbreaking that I hadn't seen before, and uh, bias point because so far like NCT's never really like let me down as a whole. Besides no. Fire Truck, that song sucks. <laughs> yeah, every, every pretty but, much everything yeah. we've we've sort of been in agreement has been good. So that Fire Truck, except yeah. Fire Truck, yeah. except Fire Truck. Whoop, 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 whoop. It, it gets a not fire truck out of 10. <laughs> that should be whoop, the rating whoop, metric. Whoop. Uh, but yes. Anyways. It's a long show. 8 out of 10. It was very good. Bro, 8 out of 10 overall. Doesn't get a shiny because you guys the SM, hated it. The SM group doesn't it. get a shiny? It. You guys hated it. So I gave it a, a B. Yeah, I gave, I gave it a B. It a B. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Stun me now, please. This is you. (laughs) Yeah, this is you. You have to lead us. All right. So, from here, we have an album that came out and is still called Warning. Yeah, no, no, it's called Warning. It's by Sunmi, but you already knew that probably because of the title of this video. Anyways, (laughs) what I was about to say is it came out like the beginning of the week and it's still not on streaming. Wait, not even on Apple Music? No. I had to K2N blog it, but it was legal. <laughs> Before FBI comes knocking on my door, it was legal because I already purchased whoop, the whoop. album. That's a sound of the police. <laughs> Speaking anyways. of fight, whoop, whoop, whoop. Speaking of sirens. Yes. Police, anyways. police car. <laughs> anyways, we can get into the, uh, the first track, which is uh, Addict, which I guess is kind of an intro, except... It's like not long enough to be a song, but it's longer than an intro usually yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's like, like, it's like a minute, like thirty. Yeah, uh, minute, minute fifty-two. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean that, that basically qualifies as a song, but it's it's yeah, trying to a be short an intro. song. Yeah. So, um, right off the bat, I was like, "This is exactly what I want from a Sunmi album." Like, it sets a nice like like bumping beat, um, sort of like. Her vocals are kind of like they like layered together to to it's like robotic feeling almost like yeah. There's definitely some type of filter that they put over it. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, the the chorus had like that sort of like layered effect that was kind of uh like the the title track is called Siren, which is kind of uh, a double entendre, I guess, because sirens and also uh, like, like the mythical creature siren. siren. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like gives kind of a monstrous uh feeling to it and then uh on top of that the uh the verses of it were you know nice like where they're always sublime vocals so Mm -hmm. yeah i i really really enjoyed this as an intro and also as a full song i think i think if they had just added like another Um, chorus to it it yeah yeah full song it wasn't too far Mm -hmm. away from being one basically so yeah yeah uh you didn't did you mention the fact that it's entirely in english (laughs) 
Yeah, I was about that's, to say that. Like through actually, me off. I don't you, think I really noticed that there was no. You didn't Korean. notice. You the didn't entire notice. Song I'd be singing like every every word is in English. Yeah. That's impressive. I was like, I never expected this like hip hop style English song as from Sunmi, even as like an intro. Like it's not it's not hip hop, but like you know what I'm going for. It's yeah, it's yeah. like you said, it's got that like bumping like yeah. The the style. beat's pretty hip hop ish. Yeah, exactly. The beat's hip hop, but yeah, she's not rapping. But it is a hip hop style song, and the fact that yeah. it's all in English just like. Completely threw me off, even if it's an intro. Uh, the beat, I loved the beat. Um, yeah, I would have loved if this was a full song, which we say about pretty much every intro, because K-pop has amazing intros that should all be full mm. songs. Yep. Yeah, another, another thing I'd like to add to my previous thing about, like, if it were a song, I think all they have to do is add a bridge and then a last chorus. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's it. That's yeah, it. they don't need like, another not- verse. Yeah, not too much work. So yeah, yeah. Then basically, I couldn't even focus on the song too much because I'm just like, oh my god, her English is so good. It's she's so fluent. I was just like, where did this well, come she, from? She was she was in Wonder Girls, which every single member promoted yeah. in the states. She's saying like money featuring Akon. So Wait, no, no, she, no, 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 she wasn't no, in. Oh no, she wasn't in that. Wasn't in that. Yeah, yeah. Sunmi, Sunmi was not in. Yeah, Sunmi was not in Wonder Girls when that that happened. She left. She's saying nobody about that. though. Yeah, nobody she's saying nobody in English. Yeah. But like money is the superior song. Yeah, like money, like money. There, there's an argument to be made <laughs> that like money Akon. is probably the best Wonder Girls song. And that's no, that's, that's not an argument. <laughs> no, at all. I will make that. I will die on that hill. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not but, with. I don't know. Like I feel you, and why I was to say not with so good. Not with I feel feel you. If you're talking about pre. Like band pre-band, Wonder pre-band Girls. Pre-band Wonder Girls. There's an argument to be made about there's, that. There's a small argument. <laughs> there's a huge post argument. Post-band, no, nothing yeah, beats. Yeah, no, post-band, like, nothing beats, like, that music. But, like, free, like, five-member Wonder Girls, it was, uh, you could make an argument. But, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, like, the sort of, like, the feeling it sets definitely works as uh, an intro track, so I really appreciate that. But, yeah, I just, I still can't get over the fact that it's all in English. That was just, that just made me super happy. <laughs> Yeah, so from here we have the title track, which is uh, one of the... Never mind, I'll, I'll just scrap what I was about to say there. Anyways, um, it's the title track, Siren, and my thoughts, like, immediately is I was completely, like, I was completely blown away, like, because uh, I know Nate said that he didn't like Siren at first as much as... Uh, Gashin and Heroin, even though you did like the song. Like, for me, it was the opposite. Like, I immediately loved this song, like, more than the other two. Um, The chorus is amazing. The build-up to it is fantastic. Um, The music video, I really, really loved. The, uh, again, like, the sort of double entendre theme of, like, sirens and, like, police tape with the warning and, uh, you know, the aquatic themes of, like, you know, the coral reefs and the shells and the her being like a mermaid on top of like a washing machine or something. And like, it was awesome. Also, uh, uh, another thing I really liked was I remember in the envy, like the MV when, uh, like when she first starts singing, she like crawls out of a bathtub all wet. Yeah, and I was like, all right, so, I'm just like, all right, it's on me. I see you there. I was like, I'm here for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like again, this the song I I really really love it, and it's it's been on repeat ever since it came out for me. Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, you kind of alluded to how I feel. Um, I like the song. I think it is the worst of the three singles she's had, um, and like worst is I don't know, sounds too harsh, 
Um, it's my least favorite. Uh, I think, I think for me, like, I really like the beat, uh, but I feel like the other two songs were just so insanely catchy and memorable where this one doesn't stand out to me as much. Like if you asked me to sing Goshen on heroin, like I could sing the chorus instantly and I could like picture the choreo where this not so much, if that makes sense. And part of that's because it's new. And I haven't, it's been exposed to it as much, but mm. I still don't, I don't see it ever hitting like Goshen at level. Um, I do like the breakdown though. It's not what I expected and it made it stand mm. out a lot. Um, like that came out of nowhere. Uh, and so I did enjoy that a lot about it. Uh, and yeah, the music video was not, was good. It's that same style as Goshen. Uh, it probably, I wouldn't be surprised with the same director. Mm. Um, they're very, very similar. Um, so yeah, that's how I felt. I like it but not as much as the other two solos she's had since she went, since she left JYP. Um, so keep, keep note of this name. France is the, uh, producer or collaborator, um, for the single. He takes over, she's collaborating with him on this single as opposed to Teddy who did both, uh, Gashina and Heroin. And, uh, I think I, like no joke, I probably like. I don't. I wouldn't put it above Gashina, but I probably put this above heroin because I feel like it sort of does yeah. what I, I, it does what heroin was doing, or like the same type of type of like electro pop vibe, but it, it kind of does it better than what heroin did. At least like that's sort of the feel I got, and um, just like the, the concept that Sunmi's been going for lately, I really love. She's trying to do like that whole Madonna, like that, uh, or Kylie Minogue, like that, like night, like basically just like. 90s like solo female singer type vibe and yeah, yeah. It, it, it oozes that especially just like the stylistic um sort of choice of the song um and it's like like the vintage like element of the synths especially uh i i the probably the reason why i put it over um heroin just like a tiny bit is because uh, i'd say the choreo for this is a bit more memorable for me because it makes a really good use of hand motions and it was like really mm-hmm. like intricate sort of like hand choreography it kind of reminds you of perfume in a way which I'll get to actually in like the next review as well, but I really appreciate that about her and uh, her choreo is just really high level as well. So yeah, I'm, I'll, at first it, it definitely took some, it needed some time to grow. Definitely just because I was just like, okay, this is a Sunmi song, but yeah, I, I really started to appreciate the like the deeper intricacies of it because I really love the sort of I I love the just sort of like the like the the concept that she's going for here. Like she's yeah, she really is just trying to be like the next Madonna in a way, and I love that sort of like. Um, just like old school, like female, like I, I idol in a way, just like old school, like uh, vibe that she's got going for her, her music. Yeah. Um, I guess like one other thing I'd like to mention is, uh, apparently, um, as well, this was originally meant to be a wonder girl song for, Whoa. yeah, yeah. They were going to, seriously, they were going to use this song instead of why so lonely originally, but they found that it was a little too hard to, uh, you know, convert for the band style. Okay, yeah. So they went with Why So Lonely instead, which, uh, going back to when that came out, apparently that originally was more like a rock-inspired song, but JYP was like, actually, you should make it more reggae, because that, that would oh sound better. Oh my god, but, JYP yeah. made the, the best oh. decision 2015. 26 god how old is that song now 2016 2015 uh i think it was 2015 oh my god i oh, know 2015 was i feel you 2016 yeah 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 definitely so the best decision 2016 early 2017 
But yeah, um, as far as the ranking goes, I think I think I do like this, this, and then Gashina, and then heroin. Okay. Um, this like, again, I just I just feel like it's like at this point she's like the epitome of like female pop star kind of thing. And epitome, epitome, yes. epitome. Yes. <laughs> the epitome. <laughs> Not the epi- It's one of those what words where you always read it. You've never said it out loud or heard it out. No, loud. I always use epitome. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's true. Well, isn't, isn't, I don't know. I'll look it up. No, it's I mean, epitome. If it's the wrong word. It's, it's definitely word. epitome. It's definitely it's, epitome. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold you on. meant epitome. I am, like, I, I, the I, description I'm you a grammar used, Nazi, so I you definitely, saying it's definitely epitome. Epi- it's definitely epitome. Epitome, a person or thing that is a perfect example of a particular quality the or epitome. type. The epitome. Bam. Look at the how works. to pronounce it. No. Get wrecked. No, look how to pronounce that word. Oh, the comments, that's how you please, spell epitome? Please, that, yes. In the comments, please explain to Jacob how you okay. pronounce no, the word epitome. is not a word. It's <laughs> okay, please link everything from the right, dictionary. All right, all right, all right, we're done. We're done. Please link <laughs> like, syntax. Please link other YouTube videos that explain no, how you pronounce it. Okay, I got it. We're done. The gag's over. <laughs> Anyways, from here. Goksan. I don't know the English title. Curve. Curve? Okay. Curve. Anyways, um, this song like it it starts off with like piano with like some kind of like wah 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 sort of sounds and uh, but yeah, just the vocal. teacher from Charlie Brown <laughs> wah 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 yes. wah wah no, no, yes, exactly. you did trombone yeah or it's yes. like it's like a it's like a um yeah it's it's vocal chopping just super like processed yeah or just a, a type of like synth where that's um, supposed to re- replicate vocals. Yeah, so I I really really love the uh, her vocals in the song, um, like in the verses and uh, originally in the chorus. I when I first listened to it, I was like, it's a little busy for me. But as I listened to it uh, multiple times, I eventually like fell in love with it. So yeah, like the um, the up 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 like that sort of part. Of the the beat was a little busy at first, but I I've definitely come around to it after listening to it multiple times. Especially in my uh, my better headphones because before I was listening to it when walking down the halls with weird ambient noise and shit like so yeah um, yeah I, I I really like this song especially like the the use of uh, I guess different levels of like volume within like the sound I guess mm-hmm. like it sort of uses uh, I guess the sound space to its advantage some parts are more full or empty than others so. Yeah, I really like this song. Yeah, uh, for me, yeah, it reminds me of a Hayes song. Yep, same um, thing. I could see it. Very similar. Um, I really like the glitching on the piano. Uh, it's very subtle. Uh, like I didn't even notice it at first, but then I like started like realizing something was a little off about it. Mm. Um, and there's actually yeah, like really subtle glitching on it um, that I liked, and mm. I thought Sun Sunmi's tone like fit it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as familiar with her first solo album as you guys, but did she do any music was, like this? Um, her, uh, I don't think so. It's, yeah, the album it's, tracks. It's I'm hard to, to say. remember. There's yeah, only three I mean, album uh, tracks, but it's been well, a while since I listened. 
Well, because I'd say, like, I'm surprised that she didn't sort of, like, tackle this style of music uh, from the get-go because I feel like the timbre of her voice is just so perfectly suited for something like this. And just to um, follow up on, Nate, what you said, like, it, it, it's basically like a sassier Hayes song, <laughs> if that makes yeah. any sense. Listen, mm-hmm. it, it, it fits her so perfectly. Again, I'm just, just the, I'm a huge sucker for anything with, like, a lot of, like, jazzy, like, sort of vibes with the piano and the, like, and, like, the horns uh, in the background. So, yeah, it's just, it's a perfect song for the style of music that she does and what she sort of brings to the table vocally and i'm sorry it's just it's just something that you immediately think of when you when you are you immediately 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 resonates whenever like i or i'm just like okay that's a sun me that's sun me basically yeah mm-hmm. um like even even in uh like the ver- like so sun me always has a bit of like a rock tinge to her mm-hmm. and i feel like it's probably just due to like just the way her voice sounds but like yeah. even in her last album she had like a couple rock inspired songs and even in the like electronic ones like it was a lot more like rock focused so like i feel like this like it's definitely more like pop electronic stuff but however her voice definitely lends to that vibe so it certainly doesn't feel out of place within her wheelhouse especially based upon like uh, again, like the more electronic songs, like Agashina coming out after the fact, yeah, or mm-hmm. uh, Twenty Four Hours, like stuff like that. This definitely fits in with more. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next, we have Black Pearl, which uh, besides Siren, this is easily my favorite song from the album. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was so so cool. Um, I love the beat. I love her vocals. The uh, the saxophone like throughout the song was amazing. I love that. Um, I also love that it got a couple like solo parts the saxophone player did, which is really nice. Um, it just had overall has kind of like a sexy feeling to it, which I like. It was really I mean, that's song. you can't spell because it has a sexy sax solo. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can't say you can't say Sunmi without saying sexy. <laughs> that should it's be true. that should it's be true. that should be her tagline. <laughs> there's no there's no Sunmi without sexy. You can that one's that one's free. That one's free. You can have that for free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, uh, same thing. Um, it's Andrew will talk about it more, but it's his favorite genre nowadays. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really like obviously sexy sax solo. It's fantastic. Uh, I really like the use of bass and the brass. Um, even if the brass is synth during the song, um, there's also like this fading in synth. If that makes sense, uh, that mm. I thought was like a really nice touch. Yeah, it sort of crescendos and decrescendos very, very and subtly. Just, like, cuts off. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps doing that. It's like it's pulsing almost. Um, but yeah, this type of song fits on me really well. And I agree. I think it's the best song on the album. I, if, if, I don't know if that counts Gashana or not. It's hard to say. I'd say, I'd say, um, yeah, for me, even for counting me, the singles, I don't know. I, I didn't think, I, I discounted the old singles when I was thinking about, like, oh, I counted songs them as, like, on the album, just because they're, mm. they're in there because they were singles, and, like, they were gonna be on there no matter what, just to be put on a physical album. Yeah, um, I, I, ca- I counted them just because I wanted them both to be on the album regardless. Yeah, no, I wanted them full. to. And I yeah. count them for the score, but I'm just saying yeah. for like my favorite song on the album, I don't know if I count them because they're not new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I don't know if I like Gashina more than this, but I definitely think this is the best out of all the new songs. Yeah. 
like the shock and utter realization <laughs> on my face when I hear not one but two former Warner Girls members that are doing city pop tracks. City pop. There you go. Oh my god! I did. I was gonna say it, but I wasn't gonna steal it from you. So <laughs> I want to cry. It's so beautiful. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's again much like with it's much like uh, with Curve. It's just a sort of style of song that fits Sun Me just to the T and. Mm-hmm. Like again, just like France was the uh, producer on this one again, and I, I'm I'm just really loving their uh, production on this album so far. P- probably even more than the Teddy stuff, which I've which I did like. It's honestly, just, yeah, yeah, because I just feel like um, the songs that France has been producing or the songs that France uh, collaborated with Sunmi on are just sort of like they're they're trending. I, I I know what I know what um I know what Teddy's trying to go for. I mean, if anything, I just I'd say Teddy's probably giving her better music than Blackpink, which would probably get me killed. But um, no, it's hundred percent true. <laughs> yes, but yes, no, yes. I, I I I do love the direction that France is going uh, in with uh, the music that uh, he and Sunmi or like they and Sunmi are working on. So obviously. Being the biggest city pop fanboy next to uh, Rob, who'll probably fight me for that title, I'm obvious. This is easily going to be my favorite song, but yeah, it's just it, her voice again just fits this so perfectly, and I want, I want, I want them to do an album or like both. I want both like Sunmi and uh, Yubin to do <laughs> to do more city pop songs or just do a city pop song together because just we need more city pop and K-pop. Seriously, there's the, there there's there's not enough. We need. There needs to be a hundred times more city pop in, in K-pop, so this is yeah, it's a great start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Anyways, um, I was gonna say something else, but it's I don't have that thought fully developed, so I'm just gonna skip <laughs> on it. Anyways, um, I guess we'll just move on to the songs we we're already familiar with, obviously, which are uh, Gashina and Heroin. Um, so first off, we have Gashina. Um, you know, every everybody knows the song by now. It became, you know, a huge meme as far as the uh, you know, the choreography goes with the the gun. So good. And um, yeah, like I just remember when this came back. Best female choreography last year. Damn straight. Well, honestly, this this is a song that like shot sun me like way up my bias list. Oh yeah. Like she was already my my Wonder Girls bias, but like she really shot me up because like, um. Like I I loved her twenty four hour full moon album, and uh, you know I was just glad that she was doing solo stuff now that she had uh, left Wonder Girls and we're not just losing her forever. Um, and I was also like, oh my god, like blown away by this. And then come to find out, Teddy was the one behind the, um, the production because, like, I can see that it does kind of have the YG sound, but it doesn't sound like a YG song. No, it doesn't sound like it's basically. Teddy made. It's yeah, basically exactly. what Teddy probably wants to do, but YG's like, "No, you make you make YG music." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, exactly. This is his. It's probably poor Teddy. This is probably his only outlet, and he's like, "Please, please, son, me keep making music. I'm stuck in the dungeon." <laughs> yeah, and um, again, like this was easily one of my favorite songs of last year. So I, I think there's not much left that needs to be said about this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I think this is easily the best song she has, a uh, single at least. Uh, everything about it is amazing, like the beat, the vocals, the choreo. Um, like I said, it won our best female choreography last year. Uh, and I think it's some of the best. Uh, I think it is the best point choreography we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I can't think of something 
more iconic since like SNSD stuff. And I mean, yeah. just like, or like the top or like, uh, like peak like SNSD stuff. Like, like yeah, Genie, Genie, Genie like O. Yeah, like or, G doing the or just look at how many like idols want to cover this song, like male and yeah. female. Just like that's how you know it's good. Uh, yeah, like that's that's why I I really hope that more people like following her example, doing the more like uh, I guess girl crushy like uh, you know mature styles because like doing this it it, it uh I guess it, it it makes you more universal I guess and I think that's why she blew up off of this style of music mm-hmm. is because yeah. you know young girls can look at this and it's still you know a positive role model. Yeah. Older it's, women it's can listen trashy. to this and, you know, they're like, wow, she's, you know, a beautiful, strong woman. Um, you know, they men obviously no man. like it. Yeah. <laughs> men obviously like this kind of stuff. Um, I feel like boys would as well. Um, you know, even like older people who, you know, as long as they're accepting of newer genres of music, like, I just feel like this is a sort of concept that can be universally liked by mm. almost anybody who can, you know. Uh, anybody who likes pop music can come in contact with it. It just makes me sad that we're seeing like people like Twice doing this like covers of this, and then we just know that we're never gonna get we're never gonna this get kind something of from them. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just like it's just, it's just the worst tease. But uh, uh, did I get my thoughts on this entirely yet, or no? No. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess just all I wanted to add is that I really didn't like it at first, but I think with the sort yeah. of the problem with that with this is. Or what made me, again, the choreo is what won me over with it. And maybe what would have won me over from the beginning is if the music video showed much more of the choreo. Because yeah, it does, the music video it doesn't, doesn't even show the choreo at all. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And choreo. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I get that she's trying to, like, make sort of a conceptual sort of thing. But, man, mm-hmm. just with how good the choreo is, it, she she shouldn't have hit it. And, I mean, she definitely, they definitely learned because, like, both in Heroin and in Siren, she, they, they show the choreography more, which I do appreciate. But, man, it's, I, I don't think either song... In terms of choreography, beats Gashina and to this point. Yeah. So moving on, we have Heroin, which is kind of like I guess the uh, the sequel in the trilogy of uh, the three like singles here. Um, this one's definitely a different style from uh, from Gashina, where it has yeah. more of a like more of an actual chorus rather than a I guess a, like a breakdown. Yeah. Um, and I actually really appreciate that um, because. She's doing a similar style, but not doing the exact same song over again, hmm. which mm-hmm. proved to me that like Sunmi, like she's not fucking around. Like she has, she's, you know, she's going to be here to stay and she's going to yep. you know, come out with, you know, new and original music often. Yeah, I hope often mm-hmm. at least. It, so. it could have been so easy for her and Teddy to be like, oh, this song's popular. Let's do the YG method. Like they'll just Gashina like, 2. <laughs> yeah, they'll basically, yeah, Gashina 2, Despacito 2. What's the difference? Um, yeah. Like they, they, could, they could have easily just recycled all of like the same song, but no, they, they, like she definitely has a lot more control over her music than most other um, female yeah. idols probably would. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I really like how like dreamy and laid back it is at the start and then it builds up to the first chorus and then it has like a show tunes vibe almost um with like the way she's singing the beat and the instrumentals um and that is reflected in the lyrics of the chorus um i also the end is stands out to me a lot i love how it ends with just her singing and the piano along with just there's a hint of synth in the end but it's there's like no beat or anything 
Um, but yeah, the the music video for this one's probably the least interesting. I think yeah. the other two are very similar style and they're just weird. Yeah, uh, where this one's a lot less weird. Um, <laughs> I thought it was cool, really cool though. So with the different like transitions and sets. And yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, I did like the sets. Um, but yeah, I like the choreo a lot too. Um, so yeah, right now my ranking this is second, but it, it and Siren are a lot closer. Gashin is like way up in like untouchable range. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, like I mentioned before, I'd probably put this as like on the bottom end of the three singles. I mean, I do, I still, I do still enjoy it, but it still feels like Siren again is sort of more, more of a refinement of that Madonna, like Kylie Minogue. And one thing, when I'm, like person I should add, like Gaga, straight up, like this definitely has like Gaga vibes to it, uh, heroin in particular. So she, I, I do appreciate the sort of like again the, the concept that she's going with, and I hope she continues to make stuff like this because it's. Because yeah, yeah, it's it's very yeah. unique. It's very unique. You don't really hear anyone trying to make this kind of music, honestly, in K-pop. So she, we we need that. We need her. We need her her input and her sort of creative talent. Um, like influencing other people to sort of like go after this or pursue this type of uh, style. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I can't think of anyone who does this style of music like in general, like uh, today at least. You know, mm-hmm. um, or you know, this concept fully. Like, I think she's definitely found a sound that is unique to her. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I really hope that we get more music soon because like, uh, you know, in the, over the past like year we got, we only got like two singles that are sort of mm. like spaced out. I hope we get more like albums and mini albums in the future, but yeah, like this was amazing. So moving on. Uh, to the last song, which is really only a half a song, which should be a full song because it's so should good. Should be, it should be. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like uh, honestly, um, if this was a full song, this would be the best song in the album, in my Maybe. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it starts off with like a guitar, like, uh, you know, her voice is super like soft. It, it's it's like, I don't know what genre this would be, but it's like it's familiar. like an indie like, rock song. Yeah, it's super like indie alternative, like sort yeah, of yeah, indie alt, yeah, yeah, alt rock sort of sound. And I, I really want her to like cling on to this. Like honestly, uh, like Andrew was saying, like I might, I might just switch my, uh, my send me spam to just <laughs> release full version of secret tape, release full <laughs> version of secret tape. That also might be easier to advertise to people as well. So I might switch. Yeah. To that. <laughs> yeah, ta- like yeah. It might be and, easier. And uh, fun fact about this song: apparently, the song was made especially for Sulgi. Yeah, it was written for Sulgi. Yeah, after her, were... uh, yeah, their time on uh, I think it's Secret Honey. Secret, Secret Honey, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, basically, Jacob said everything I want to say. Uh, it's just it's a really good like indie alternative rock song, um, and it should be a full song, but it's not, unfortunately. It's an interesting sort of like twist uh, to end the album with because again it's probably the most unique sound or stylistically the most different um, in com- compared to the rest of the the tracks. But yeah, again, it, it it sort of the way it starts is so unique. Just again that sort of uh, acoustic guitar. It's almost like Zeppelin like in a way, just like st- like the mm-hmm. stairway, just like 
how ominous sounding it is and it kicks into like this basically like freaking grunge sounding <laughs> like yeah, Sunmi yeah. and grunge is something that I wouldn't necessarily like associate with her but it manages to like fit well can we also get Sunmi to remake like Nirvana songs I'd be <laughs> yes. there for it yes please <laughs> where I need I, I need a Sunmi version of Smells Like Teen Spirit so. oh my god <laughs> we should tweet that we should tweet that like that's our that's our cover of freaking that's our Toto thing where we just we just make us we make a Twitter account that just spams and says Sunmi it's time for you to cover Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana we can just make a bot that does it every single day <laughs> <laughs> and three days in she'll block it she'll block it and then it's a bot that can make new accounts when it gets banned <laughs> okay so you want a spam bot basically okay hashtag what if she mutes it cause mutes it cause then you never know yeah. You have no way of knowing if you're muted. Yep. Mm, you're right. All right, we'll have to go organic users. Again, <laughs> uh, we can buy users from India to spam it from different accounts. Anyways. <laughs> can we actually buy Twitter people that spam yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can buy You can buy slave spam. accounts from India, yes. Oh, God. That Anyways. is... Oh, Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, everything. Anyways. Oh, um, also email. Anyways. Ratings. Could I go first for the ratings? Yeah, yeah, just same order. It's 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 a ten for me. Like I loved every single song, like from like uh from Addict all the way to Secret Tape. Like the literally the only thing I would probably dock points for were the fact that Addict and Secret Tape are not full songs. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, like it's, I can't I can't remove points for that though, <laughs> because that just means I want more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh yeah, easily six out of six for music. Um, I loved all the album covers from the singles. Also, this um, the music video is really cool. Like, it didn't look like it was super high budget, but it still looked really nice and had a really cool aesthetic from the the outfits, the dance, everything was mm. super cool. And obvious bias point because she's literally like, she's your up ultimate. in my top. Up, uh, she she's getting there. She's getting there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like her and Tiffany are like. So yeah. Uh, so for me, I didn't go full 10. It's close. Um, and it, well, it's, it's weird because I, I want to give it half points for stuff like, but I had to compromise. So I gave it a six for music. Um, I thought everything on the album was great. Like I said, Siren's my least favorite, but I still like it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, the like Black Pearl and Secret Tape, like were amazing. Uh, so yeah, I gave it a full six. Uh, I gave it a two for concept just because, like I said, I, I, if I could, if I could rate this truthfully, it'd be like a 5.5 and a, and a 2.5. Like, I don't think it's a 10. It's very close. Um, and then I'd probably give it like a 1.5 and make it a 9.5. Um, but yeah, so I gave it just a two for concept. I do like the music videos and stuff. They're weird. Uh, heroines is a little less and I guess that's how I justified my, uh, loss of a point and then bias point, obviously. So a nine out of 10 for me. Yeah. Nine out of 10 for me as well. I thought the music, I, there's no song on here that I hate pretty much just maybe like slight nitpicks. But other than that, it's just all incredible. Uh, the, the point I'm taking off from concept is, uh, like, again, I love her choreography. It's just, I wasn't necessarily in love with all the music videos. So yeah, I, I, that's, it's just a slight like minor thing, but yeah, still, I I wouldn't give it like a perfect three to three in that aspect. And I'm obviously going to give her a bias point because there's, yeah, there's no way I'm not going to give somebody a bias point. Jesus Christ. Uh, so nine out of 10. So she gets a shiny, Yes. 
And it almost yeah, all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that almost perfect too. So almost perfect. It is perfect. No. <laughs> Anyways, close. two nines. <laughs> yes. Close, but no cigar. Anyways, um, I guess from here we can go into topic three, which is a. Uh, I guess Andrew can take the reins. Actually, we have a brand new girl group, yes. and they're. Their name is GWSN, and we will be reviewing their debut mini-album, The Park in the Night, Part 1, which presumably means we'll get Park in the Night Part 2 at some so, point or another. Question, what is GW and GWSN? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if it actually, I don't know if it actually stands for anything. I, it, I it am might, going to look this up. It might just be GWSN. It has and, to stand for something. It has uh, to stand Gong for Wan, something. Gongwon, Sonia, so Park Girls... <laughs> It's literally okay. like it literally means like they're girls, girls in, the, in park. the park, just like yeah. Girls Generation is Son Yoshi Day and like Cosmic Girls. <laughs> yeah, because Gongwon literally just means park. Yeah, it's <laughs> <the> park girls. <laughs> so it's like, That's okay. odd, but okay, it makes more sense that it's called the park in the night, and they have this obsession with trees and stuff. Yeah, so. maybe, and yeah. like the whole like teaser was just like a giant like tree or whatever. Um, yeah, they have a so, song called "Let It Grow a Little yeah. Tree." So. Yeah. Um. So since it's they're relatively a new group, I kind of feel like it's appropriate for me to just like maybe go over some of the members. Uh, so they are uh, GWSN is under Kiwi Pop, uh, which is a I guess smaller entertainment group. The members are Mia, who is a Japanese member with like really short hair and like kind of like basically like a, the Jungyun of the group. She's a rapper, though I. I can't really even nail down her. I can't really nail down many of their voices yet. I still need to learn. Uh, oh, well, we'll get to it. Um, so Kyung is the lead dancer. She was in the Dance Avengers of Produce 101 Season 1, aka. So basically, she was on a team. Which we'll talk that, about in Produce Cast Season 2. Don't don't commit anything yet, please. Oh, I'll, I'll just record my I'll just solo <laughs> if I okay. need to. Uh, just give me a break, please. Uh, no, not right now. I'm just okay. saying eventually. Yeah, so she was in the Dance Avengers, and basically, uh, so which where she made her name basically. So it's cool to see that she's finally debuting in a group. Um, so Young, uh, leader and main vocal, and or on, uh, I don't know how they pronounce it in Korean. Probably just I like I'll check. It's it's one it's it's one character, so it's probably just on. Yeah. So she's the sub vocal in rap, and she has really red hair. There's someone named Minju, not Minju from uh, Eyes One, but sub dancer. There's So So, also sub dancer. No, Anne. Anne. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Anne. Uh, okay. So So, who's a sub dancer, and then Lena, who's the maknae and a sub vocal. So yeah, it's a pretty. Uh, going into this, uh, just like the teasers, I was just like, oh, it's interesting. Maybe they'll be like Cosmic Girls, just because the name sounds alike, or maybe. Um, Maybe it'll be like, I don't know, it's just like the teasers were very interesting compared to what we get. So, starting us off, we have their debut single called Puzzle Moon. Um, as Nate mentioned, there is the uh, iconic line of, we may seem trivial and insignificant, but each one of us possesses a unique at the very beginning. And when I first heard this song, I was just like, holy shit, the- this group that came kind of out of nowhere, like this song has no business being as good as it is, honestly. Um, like serious, like serious props to whoever, um, like the the producers, like May Nine from something called Stupid Squad. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know who these people are, but uh, at first I thought it was, I thought it was uh, like a friggin' like 
London noise or something because it's 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 deep house basically. Um, also, again, I just was just thrown for a loop because all the concept teasers just seemed like it'd be more a more innocent group. Not that they would put out like the the funkiest like freaking like house song of the entire year. So maybe just in terms of uh, expectations, I was just thrown off uh, in a way, but. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I guess what won me over, especially outside of like the instrumental and like the vocals, which I thought were good as well, was the choreography. The choreography again is just really intricate. Like a lot of ha- like hand motions and like tutting and like voguing, which again it's it's pretty pretty common. But like uh, just like the focus on that, what I found so appealing. And it, again, this especially reminds me of something like Perfume, where Perfume did like spending all of your time, where almost all the inter- uh, the choreography was just with, done with fingers and hands and everything, so it just adds like a, such a like cool level to it. Um, also, like the live performances are really awesome. There's like this intro, like this future based type intro that they play at the beginning, which was aw- sick. And I'm I kind of sad that they don't do it for the actual like uh, album recording of the song because I thought it was a really cool intro. But yeah, I was just super super impressed by this because I, I had me I had pretty much no expectations for uh, GWSN going in but now it's just now yeah now it, I, I, it just it just made me rethink like or re uh, readjust like my expectations because they, they they blew right past them basically so Jacob oh uh, yeah I, I really really like this song actually this is a super super good as a MV song and I also think it was easily the best choice for the title track mm-hmm um, which I guess I'll get into with the later songs, but uh, yeah, I thought this this song was really awesome. Like, what genre would this be? I'd say I'd say just like house. Uh, like yeah, like e- either way. I I I really really love the beat. Um, the like I guess I guess almost like. I guess it's kind of like an FX song to me, actually. Which, yeah, which I in like a way, a like I definitely so. could, you could definitely like get some four walls vibes out of this. Maybe again, maybe it's the deep house, but again, it's just not something you would expect, really. Yeah, and uh, like another thing that I I really enjoyed was the the music video. The music video is super cool. Yeah. Also, the part where they're like sitting on a couch with a Rubik's cube, like <laughs> just levitating like a, in the air, and they're kind of just like yeah. They're just like using like uh, the force to assemble. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was really cool. Um, like CGI work. So, yeah, like they're based off this music video. Either they had really good funding for their initial song, or they're definitely not from a poor company. Yeah, I no, mean, yeah, I remember Cooper said in chat or in Discord that their company is really rich. Okay, because really? I've heard I of them, but yeah, I mean, I've heard the name Kiwi Entertainment before, or like Kiwi Pop or Kiwi Entertainment before, but I don't, I can't, like off the top of my head, I can't really think of any groups that um, they've produced. So this is really like our first exposure in a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, uh, I don't normally physically react to songs, um, but yeah, like this song, like the beginning. It just seems like a typical, like, fun electro-pop song. And then the chorus happens, and it has a deep house beat, and I freaked out. <laughs> and it's just like, like Jacob said, the, it it's just such a cool mixture of, like, more typical electro-pop and house. Um, that, like, it just really stood out to me. And I think it's one of the best debut songs I've heard in a long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like you guys said the choreo is amazing, uh, especially with the Rubik's Cube part that really stood out to me. Uh, music videos, cool. It's very 
it's very reminiscent of Uji Sonio. Um, just having that like weird, mysterious, like cosmic, dreamy type vibe. Um, the only thing negative to say about the song is the distribution is like really bad. Uh, three of the seven members have no, almost no lines. Yeah, um, and including I, uh, and two two of them are aren't Korean. So uh, maybe so. Maybe. That, could that be might probably... just be their language skills are lacking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then So Kyung's the other one, I think, if I remember correctly. So she's the dancer. Um, but still, like, it's like if you look at the actual line distribution, it's like really bad. Like, yeah, it's like thirty percent. Uh, and like I don't know, just like a lot of it's just very heavy in like well, yeah, the yeah, specific members. Yeah, three of the seven song or seven members have almost no lines. Um, so it's like almost four of them are. Four of them are almost doing most of, like, probably 80% of the song. Um, but that's, like, literally the only negative. Everything else is amazing about the song. Um, and it's definitely my favorite song on the album. Uh, just a sort of addition. Um, I, it's weird because usually a lot of the time you're just, like, with when it comes to girl groups, you're like, oh, it doesn't necessarily need a rap break. I kind of felt like it could have used another one. Just, like, sort of in between maybe, like, the first, like, the... the the chorus and like the the second verse but yeah i mean i'd say the rapping works uh, pretty well and like i believe Anne is the sort of the one in charge of that next we have uh shy shy not shy 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 <laughs> uh it's it's two-thirds of a cover of uh of of twice <laughs> but um sure oh, up yeah oh oh what kiwi oh, is oh, oh. the company hyori and Nick and oh, Sammy are under. Oh, oh okay. yo, do we just? I think we just love their group, uh, the the groups that they put out because, like, I mean, we obviously love, we obviously love Nick and Sammy, and I know you guys are like really like in love with like Ichiori. So, well, mm-hmm. she's just like a legend. So. Yeah, yeah so. she's she's literally is the queen of K-pop aside, yeah. alongside Boa. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, three for three so far in terms of groups. Yeah, with Shy Shy, like it's sort of. It's sort of this more um, like synth pop, I guess more typical of a girl group um, song, but man, I, I, I just love this sound for them specifically. Uh, and also just the interesting sort of aspect of it is uh, none, no two songs of theirs have uh, re- sort of repeat uh, like genres at all. So, I mean, you, you kind of see that more more and more often with uh, with Nugu because uh, they're just trying to see, like they're just trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. So I do like that aspect of like the, the variety that they provide in this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just a sucker for any songs that are just like super funky. Um, yeah, re- works super well for uh, the style of vocals that they do. And it has like a kind of like a, like a baby trap break like a baby trap break it's not as like abrupt as like a boom boom or something like that but i do appreciate Mm. like the the little the little like uh style uh genre change that they 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 added towards that jacob yeah so i at first i wasn't totally blown away by the song but after listening to it a few times i actually really like this um I like the uh, the like the sort of like fast like moving tempo of the song, and uh, along with like the electronic feel from, I guess that they also had in Puzzle Moon as well. So I I definitely hope they continue this sort of uh, I guess group of genres with the in the like electronic range, because uh, like we do, we do have this in K-pop, but not like super often, I guess, and yeah. definitely not. 
definitely not in a group that focuses uh, uh, like specifically on that sort of like usually we only get this sort of music out of, off of like specific b-side tracks um, yeah so yeah i definitely hope they go like like just head first into this sort of uh concept because i think uh they k-pop's definitely got a place for them i guess hmm. nate um yeah so for me i thought the, what stood out to me, like, the vocals for this song are, like, pretty standard, uh, but the instrumentals really stood out to me. There's, like, so many different things going on. There's, yeah. like, some 80s-style synths. There's, like, chiptune stuff. There's, like, more traditional electropop stuff. There's a synth-sexy-sax part, and it, like, somehow they mixed it all, like, really well to make one cohesive song, even though there's all <laughs> these crazy different styles of, like, electronica. Um, so that like really stood out to me. How would it compare to? Because I know you. Whenever you we do like girl groups that sort of like trend into like this cute electronic music, you can often compare it to Lovelies. So how would this compare uh, to Lovelies? Uh, this one stylistically. This one not so much. It's way more complicated. The next song I actually like. Yeah, I did. I did that comparison for the next song. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, this this song does have some of it. It has some of that chiptune stuff, but there's so many different types of styles going on where Lovelies has like sticks to their like chiptunes y video game style most of the time. Um that like I for this one not so much. The next one it's it's got that style of innocent softer vocals with some EDM stuff. Mm-hmm. Which we can get to. Next, we have Let It Grow, Tilde, A Little Tree. (laughs) I don't know why the the separation is there, but... I mean, yeah, this is definitely a a bit more of a throwback type song. Uh, You can definitely get, like, those early, like, 2000s girl groups type of vibes Mm. from it. So nothing nothing much else to say about it other than that for me. Yeah, I I thought the song was good. However, it didn't really really stand out as much. I I hope they definitely, again, like I said in the last two songs, lean like really lean hard into their like electronic influences because I feel like that'll definitely set them apart from the current girl groups on the scene. And, uh, you know, when you're a new girl group who's just debuting, like what you want to do is really stand out. Yeah. So. Because I mean, yeah, just I, any any new guru really, because there's just there's too much yeah. saturation at the, this point for you to do just carbon copies. Yeah, mm-hmm. though I I think they're doing a good job because their debut already has almost like seven hundred thousand views. So. Yeah, and no, for, it has more. It has two point four million. If you look what? at their actual I, channel, there's two. Because it's oh okay, I looked at the one the K. No, yeah, they have almost seriously? they have over three million. Oh my god, okay, yeah, I thought, no, they're definitely I thought we were the only ones that I thought. I, I no, they like. No, this group had a lot of build-up in terms of, like, Hype, excitement, because yeah. they, they put out a lot of teasers, and then yeah, I think definitely. Mia, like, uh, got a lot of press and stuff for being that, like, more androgynous, yeah. like, Amber, or Jungyeon, uh, or Jungyeon style member. Um, mm. Well, she even said that Amber's her, like, role model, okay. so she's definitely going for that style. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, like that, got a lot of press too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this group had a lot of, a lot of build up, um, but it definitely worked. So um, uh, yeah, you're for thoughts the, on the song, song. Yeah, for the song. Uh, yeah, like I said, for the last song, this is the one that definitely stood out to me as being very Lovelies esque. Uh, it's it's got that softer, innocent style. Um, it's like very dreamy with softer vocals and it's got 
this like chime sounding synth. Um, so it's, it's more of like Lovely's like softer side. It's not their, it, it doesn't really match their upbeat stuff, but it did remind me of them. their like softer stuff. Uh, but I liked it. Next we have, uh, Yoloa. Um, Nate being the tropical house expert, I'll just let you go. I'll let you go first yep. on this one. Cause I'm super yeah, interested so, yeah. to hear. So yeah, this is a tropical house song. Um, I did like, I don't know, so I find it really hard to explain, like, what, but there were a few things in the instrumentals and beat that threw off my expectations, it, like, didn't do what I expected from, like, a, just a normal, typical Tropical House song, but like I said, I honest, like I honestly can't tell you what they were, it just didn't do what I expected as someone who listens to, or likes listening to all the Tropical House that K-pop puts out. Um, I, I actually think this is one, the, the song stands out like one of the least sta- songs that stand out on the album. I just love Tropical House, so I'm going to love it. But like, if you made me objectively pick, like rank these songs without that bias, it would probably be near the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like it. Obviously it's Tropical House and I love anything Tropical House. <laughs> yeah, because I honestly, I, I have not much else to say than it's Tropical House. I mean, yep. if you know it, you know what you're getting with that package. Uh, Jacob, mm-hmm. what, what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so for me, I originally was like a little like, because I think I'm getting worn out on the Tropical House, to be honest. <laughs> I've been ever. worn out. Where have like, you been? <laughs> like, origi- like when the fo- song first started, I was like, oh, here we go. It's Tropical House. But as the song <laughs> went on, I, I it definitely... Um, you know, pulled me in because I I think uh, maybe it's the vocals, maybe it's the chorus, maybe it's the rap. Who knows? But uh, this one stood out to me a lot more than a lot of the songs that I normally do. So I actually enjoyed this one a lot. Okay, next, it's probably one of my favorite songs personally. Uh, it's called Melting Point. Um, like. <sighs> It's kind of weird to like to sort of like we're pulling a lot of like influences on their sound, but um, I just like specifically like this really gave me vibes of like a red velvet velvet type track. It's just that yep. like really like I love the style of R and B, and I I was just like whoa wait we're getting this from them too. Like again, they're just like jumping around genre to genre. So like it, I they're, actually they're, watched it, but there's choreo to this. Yeah, they they, they perform this alongside the. Um, well, for their debut stage, they performed it alongside Puzzle Moon. So yeah, they they definitely knew what kind of style that they wanted to put themselves out there with. And I feel like yeah, this this could easily be like a single or just like something that they really lead with. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I really love this song. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really I'll have to explain with it. It's just like it's if you enjoy like Red Velvet, like R and B type tracks, like the like you will enjoy this song so much. So it's just it's probably my favorite. Next, like it Puzzle Moon and it are like one A one B. It's that good, <laughs> mm. Jacob. Yeah, and I I really like this song. Like this is probably my second favorite <laughs> song in the album besides uh, Puzzle Moon. Um, this has a lot of like the trap hi hats throughout the entire song, but they didn't bother me in this because I think maybe just because it's high enough BPM that it doesn't sound like just <laughs> generic tri- hi hats. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this song. I was really I like the uh, almost like almost like slow jam feel of it. So yeah, yeah it, it really good. is. It really is a type of slow jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree that it definitely felt like a velvet track. Um, it's an R&B style song with like heavy piano focus. 
Uh, I really like the drop chorus and the vocals throughout. And uh, the other thing that stood out to me is how minimalistic the beat is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually the piano that's making the beat up for the most part. Yeah. Uh, It's just like, and then there's like Jacob said, there's there's this hi-hat, but it's like very glitchy and it's... It's, yeah, it's not, not really. It's not made for the beat. It's actually there as like an as a part like an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, the bass drum and snares only come in during the pre-chorus and chorus. So I thought that was cool that they use the piano to drive the song forward instead of having an actual like drum beat. And I mean, us like comparing it to Red Velvet is probably or us being like on the level of Red Velvet is probably some of the highest praise we could ever give to any yeah. like group or song. If you know like how much we love that group, we don't we don't say we, we don't make that comparison lightly Artists whatsoever. Of the year last yeah, year. basically. And yep. I mean they, they could be a nominee for that as well uh, this year. Uh GWSN's probably gonna be on our our, our like best new group like or best new best female group. Oh, yeah. Best rookie yeah. of the year. Oh yeah, yeah rookie definitely. of the year nominee probably for sure. Definitely. And they close it out with the song Lullaby, which yeah. I mean it's like it's a ballad, obviously, but I really, really enjoy uh, um, just sort of. I'm, I'm I'm just a sucker for acoustic ballads in, in, oh, a, in so a way. You like the acoustic guitar ballads? Yeah, so I mean, it, it just really fit with the style of vocals that they do. It's it's an it's something that you could definitely see them working well with. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a great thing to like. I love the I I love variety is the spice of life, and I love the just the variety that we got on all the songs here. Because yeah, that's that's definitely a problem with K-pop where it's just. A lot of groups are just maybe too entrenched in that, and I mean, obviously, GWS and still they'll have to build an identity. They'll have to build uh, sort of like persona for what they're known for, and I do I do think like all of that, all of what they showed is uh, in a good direction, um, honestly. So again, like we're usually really tough on ballads, but I really enjoyed this one. Uh, yeah, for me, this one didn't really stand out as much. Um, I thought I think vocally it was there, but I think just the song would just. They didn't really do much for me. So, yeah, this one's probably the weakest on the album. But, I mean, that's not really saying much because all the other songs were really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm i kind of in between you two. Like, it, it's a standard ballad track. It's acoustic focused, which I liked. But I think it's very important to have this type of song, especially on a debut album. Yep. Like, we get this song on every girl group album. There's always a ballad track. But I think it's very important on a debut album to showcase the vocals um, yeah. without, like, that distraction of choreography or, like, crazy instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, it needs to be here. And I thought this was a very good one. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think it, like, it didn't blow me. It wasn't like, oh, here's a... A Taeon level ballad for a debut group, like which <laughs> yeah, is not no. what I'm expecting. Yeah, um, you definitely have to temper but, those expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think it is a good song. So, ranking this out of ten, with uh, out of out of a possible six out of six for music, three out of three for concept, and one out of one for bias. I'm gonna give it a five out of six for music. I mean, obviously, there's def uh, there's some stuff that they definitely need to work on. And again, I don't blame them to, for the variety. I know a lot of K-pop uh, fans might be sort of like miffed by the the fact that they didn't necessarily keep uh, the style of Puzzle Moon in among the B-side tracks. But again, I do appreciate uh, the company sort of letting them experiment and letting them see, okay, well, this style works, this style doesn't, and it's only going to serve them going forward. Um, concept, I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it a three out of three, which I didn't. I very rare. Do I give a con like a concept score, like a full concept score, in comparison to like a 
like an incomplete music score but in this case mm. it's just man just everything like that choreography is really what sells it to me and again like the visuals you guys were talking about are just like I get I get them like uh, like when you see when I see GWS and I'm just like okay I get it immediately so, and that's very hard when it comes to Nugu because like it's usually they're just trying to emulate uh, another group's style too much and you can't yeah. really see them as their own group but GWS and I see them immediately so and obviously I'm gonna give them a bias point because when have I never given a bias point so that's a nine out of ten, which I yes. never, I never expected to give them a nine out of ten, honestly. <laughs> uh, so for me, I gave a four out of six for music because I really liked four of the songs, and then not like too crazy on the other two. Um, the ones I weren't as crazy about were "Let It Grow," "Little Tree," and uh, "Lullaby." But again, like "Puzzle Moon," "Shy Shy," "Yellow Wood," "Melting Point" were all fantastic. So I gave them those four full points, anyways. So four out of six there. And then uh, three out of three for concept. Again, like the music video, I really thought was really good. It really, uh, I guess it really just hit my aesthetic style, I guess, that I like. Hashtag aesthetic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, um, I think their name is pretty cool. Like it's, it's, it's similar to like WJSN or SNSD or something, but uh, Girls in the Park is kind of a cool English (laughs) name. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give them points there. And then, uh. I'll give them a bias point as well because I'll definitely be checking them out in the future. So, mm-hmm. yeah, eight out of ten. Um, yeah, for me, I it was actually close. Uh, but I gave them a five out of six for music. I almost gave them a six. I love, love, love the single, um, and melting point, and that almost like pushed the others. That I like every song on the album, uh, but it kind of like some of the stuff didn't stand out, and so I was like in mm-hmm. between a five and a six. Uh, and I ended up giving him a five, but yeah, I liked the court or the or the single so much that the instant I like I didn't even hear the full song. The instant the drop happened for the chorus and it was a like deep house, I bought the album on, <laughs> on Amazon. I was like, okay, like, I'm I buying don't... the. It's like I'm not, I'm not even gonna pretend Tell me to no not more. buy this album. It's just like, it's just like I'll you just I'll like, pause I, the music video, go on Amazon. I have to support it's this. It's on the way now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was close to six, but I gave him a five for music. I, and I agree with you guys. I gave it a three for three out of concept. I thought the choreo was good. I thought the music video was good. Um, all the teasers were good. Um, and a bias point. So a nine out of 10 for me as well. Also, and very close to being a 10 out of 10. So this averages out to about a nine total, which is shiny. I I really did not expect to like for all of us. Yeah. Very rarely do. The only other group that we've probably given it like. Uh, the only other group that we've given like a a, a debut uh, like for shine uh, like the the shiny ranking to is probably Stray Kids. Like that's probably the only one I can uh, think Kids of. Got a, well, Stray Kids yeah. got a ten out of ten, didn't it? Yeah, Stray Kids from got from all three of us. Yeah, Stray Kids got perfect scores. For, I don't know if I gave it a ten, but I definitely gave it at least a nine. Yeah, so yeah. it's they're in very they're in rare air right now. Like they they rarely do you get like a a new group that impresses all three of us. So again, we we have to watch them very carefully, and I hope that they'll be successful enough that we'll like the. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like the international K-pop fandom is super hype on them. So they'll, hopefully yeah, they'll be able to uh, find success in Korea. So yeah, and they have a Japanese and a Chinese member. So oh yeah, and that, that that's helps. that that's a secret formula nowadays. If you just have a you have an international Some foreign members. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they have they have a very good trajectory ahead of them, and I can't wait to see where they're gonna go. Yep. Topic four. Uh, I guess I'll just lead this one ultimately. Oh, so, 
Yeah, it's, it's your a, topic. It's kind of a short one, but um, it's sort of a relevant news topic. Um, I guess the title of it will be uh, just like the discussion about like military exemption in regards to like Korean athletes and K-pop idols. So I guess where it ultimately started, uh, the conversation about this started is uh, there's a Korean uh, soccer or football, if you're from uh the rest of the world, a uh, player named Son Hong-min, who plays for uh, Tottenham Hotspur in the Premier League. Uh, random fact, he used to date somebody from after school and he used to date another person from like Girls' Day. So, I mean, obviously, the soccer star, so he's going to be famous. Um, Korea has a like rule or uh, like they basically have a rule where if you're an athlete and you either medal in the Olympics, or you get a gold at the Asian Games, you're allowed, if you're male, you're allowed exemption from the mandatory 21 months military service. So, uh, Korea managed to win gold in the Asian Games for, uh, for soccer, which was like a huge, uh, actually no, it's not necessarily like a huge surprise, but Korea has a pretty good program, but usually like you'd think like Japan would be, uh, yeah. they always Korean Japan in the final, and they, they came back, I think, in like extra, at the end of the game, basically, or in extra time to, to win the game, so it was huge. And, yeah, part of like the, the caveat was, um, since Sun Hung Min is of age to, uh, to uh, participate in mandatory military um, enlistment, uh, he gets exempt from that. So like, there's just some talk about um, whether, or, like, of possibly changing the rule or getting rid of it, maybe, if, like, if it's mm. fair for uh, athletes to, like, be, get it based on that sort of thing. So, yeah, I just wanted, like, a quick discussion on that in a way. Like, where, um, what were your guys' thoughts? Personally, I like the rule because I think, uh, you know, they're out there representing their country. I think they're doing service for their country, at least in some form. And I think also a rule like that to, uh, you know, like if you win, you get exemption. I think that also gives them more of an incentive to have the drive to win and play at their mm-hmm. hardest in the game. Yeah. So personally, I think it's a, I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, those on the team who won get, um, you know, exemption from military service. Nate? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I honestly like don't really know what to think. It feels weird. Um, I don't know. I just, overall, I don't think the idea of an exemption like really makes sense at all. Um, I think if you're going to force mandatory military service, I think it should be mandatory. Um, that makes sense. I can, I can understand delaying, um, if, like, yeah, maybe you're an athlete and the Olympics are coming up and you need to train, like, and you're about to hit your age limit or whatever for what it, what I don't remember exactly what it is, uh, maybe, like, delaying until the end of the Olympics are over or something. But I don't think exemptions should happen at all. Um, but I, I don't think at this point they really need mandatory military service either. Yeah, because they, because um, it's it's pretty at least for now. At least things are looking pretty chill on the Korean Peninsula. I mean, I don't know, like but, that shit can turn on a dime easily. Yeah, but. exactly. That's the thing is like they they need it as a, a fallback plan, like yeah, just, just in case. Like, yeah, like even if they don't plan on doing any military incursions, just like as a visual aspect of it, they need to like appear to North Korea that like they can they can the, strike at any time, basically. Yeah, and. And they need to be ready in case North Korea does strike at any time. That way you know every man that over the age of whatever, 22 or whatever the limit is, um, is trained and ready and knows what to do. Um, Because it's not 
a very big country and it's not uh easy or like it's not it's not like the US where if the west coast gets invaded like Andrew's going to be fine like it's <laughs> yeah. not if we get, it, if, if, if Seoul if we, gets invaded like most of the country, country. is going to be invaded like, yeah it's not yeah. very big um so you need everyone ready but yeah i think in terms of exemptions I, it doesn't really make sense uh, to me um if it's like sure you did well at a a big sports event what like you should be celebrated for that, but I don't think you should be allowed to skip this very important thing that every guy is supposed to have to deal with. I don't know. I think, I think for me, just, uh, you know, being out in the world stage, representing your country, I feel like that's enough service in itself, in my yeah, opinion, definitely. Because, you know, I feel like, you know, people see, you know, this guy from Korea, he's doing something amazing. Um, you know, I feel like, Along with like even like K-pop and stuff like that, it just it, it encourages people to want to be tourists in your country or visit or even yeah, move definitely. there and yeah. you know bring bring in things to the country. So I don't know. I I see both both uh, you know sides of the story, but um, yeah, like like I I honestly I'd like to see some sort of path to exemption for uh, you know idols as well. Just like That's- maybe you hit a certain uh, threshold of sales or. Something, something to that effect, or like you've sold this many tickets for a uh, concert or whatever, like, or you have this many sales from abroad or something like that. I think that'd be really cool, but yeah, I don't know. On the other end, I also see it like, you know, what makes these people special versus the, you know, regular everyday person who doesn't have such a following at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, the sort of interesting like wrinkle in this is that uh, for someone like Sun Hung Min, who's playing in like the highest level of the of English football, which is the Premier yeah. League, um, like being twenty one months removed from that, the and at like the age of like maybe like I think he's like in his like mid to late twenties, like like losing that much time is that pretty yeah. much that that end his career basically. Like after that, you just you're. You're just too far behind skill-wise, probably, just because you've been so far away from the game that it probably yeah. it impact his professional career. And it's not just like it's not just something that would affect like traditional like sports um, athletes. It's another thing that sort of affects like esports athletes, where um, in esports, like the career, career, the your, the career window that you have for a career is probably like maybe like like less than a decade if you're lucky like you're probably starting from like 16 to maybe like 25 26 if you're lucky so the thought of um losing two and almost two of those years to uh military (coughs) service is it's it's like a death sentence basically like if you think about it like when when somebody like faker from skt uh who's considered like easily one of like the greatest like league of legends players when he has to do his mandatory military service he's probably done it i mean it's it's something that's uh messed or ruined a lot of like starcraft players where they've basically they've left uh they left for military service they try to come back to like a seat like they try to come back to compete in like WCS or like all the tournaments again it's just it's it's so hard to um stay on top of yourself as an athlete and to remain competitive if you're just that if you're that long removed from a game so that's also like the interesting wrinkle of it and I mean 
there are some people that are trying to like esports athletes that specifically like try to find work in like Europe and the U.S. so that they can delay yeah. or postpone their military service for as long as possible because they don't want it to ruin their careers. So that's another interesting aspect. Yeah. Um, but again, you kind of got it like ahead, and we're mentioning the mentioning the part with uh, idols where. Uh, I guess in conjunction with this story, there's uh, it's I don't know I don't really know how big this movement is, but somebody's making some lawmaker uh, in Korea is trying to like it's, he's calling it like the BTS Act, where okay if you're if you're notable enough of a like a like a K-pop idol or a K-pop group, maybe you'd be d- exempt from service. And I don't I really don't know how much traction it's gaining necessarily uh in the country like it's it it because it, i mean the, all i know it, all, the only reason i know it is just because there's a lot of like controversy among like the army where everyone just like oh my god why is everyone trying to say that bts doesn't deserve to be in the army like this is fake news or whatever but it definitely seems like there's some they're sort of like they're using bts as sort of like the figure or like the mascots for uh this movement or as like to give idols exemption so like what were your what were your thoughts i mean jacob you said you'd like you'd think it'd be good if there'd be some type of path to exemption uh, for, for like the most prominent idols obviously not everyone uh yeah i'd, I'd i think i'd definitely be for it just because again like they're out there spreading the culture representing korea and overall just having a positive influence on the country as a whole and their culture so um you know, I, th- I think they also have a role to play, but, you know, maybe not in the military because I feel like, you know, most of them get, uh, you know, stationed in like offices and police yeah. stations and stuff anyway. You know, yeah, they specific- not like they're going to be, uh, you know, more useful than a like you know, real, like, commando in a, in a war situation, you know what I mean? Yeah, they specifically put them, like, away from, like, the public spotlight. One, because you want to protect, like, your, that's, that's, that's an economic thing, like, you don't want to, like, put, like, G-Dragon in the middle of a freaking yeah. battlefield and be like, oh, shit, we just lost yeah. one of the members of Big Bang, like, or, and two, it's just, like, it, it'd be a distraction as well, it's just, like, be, like, a huge, yeah. like, sideshow sort of thing for them, so, like, the guys that actually need to, like, do work can't really focus on it, or just, like, there'd be media, like, mobbing them and everything, and you, we know how yeah. that bad that gets in Korea. Uh, yep. So, Nate, what are your thoughts on just like an exemption? I, the idea of exemption for uh, K-pop idols. Yeah, like I said, it. I think I, it follows the same rules for me. I don't. I don't think anyone should be exempt. Uh, but I do. Uh, like they're getting rid of the delay. Yeah, um, but I, I thought that was a good. It anymore. I thought that was a good compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like you, they didn't have to go. At a certain age, they could postpone a little bit and kind of help their company can help figure out how to keep the group going or like with Super Junior, like stagger it. Yeah. Or if it's a smaller group, just make have like maybe the older members delay a little bit so they can go at the same time as the the younger members and they can all just go at the same time as the group's just on hiatus or whatever. Uh, I thought that was a good compromise. I don't think anyone should be exempt, though. Um, same as... Uh, athletes, uh, I don't think it would be fair for BT. Like, I understand that, yeah, they did a lot already for their country, and I think that's good, but the, I, I don't think the point of the mandatory military service isn't to just, like, it's not meant to serve your country in that way. It's meant to prepare the men of the country for the possibility of war. a war at, in that, like, with North Korea. 
Yeah, though, like, again, in, in, in my eyes, I feel like if you remove every single male idol or, uh, you know, musician from who has like a certain amount of following or whatever, certain mm-hmm. threshold, I feel like it wouldn't make a difference at all. It wouldn't. The, the cause, and yeah. you know what I mean? But maybe yeah. from an optics point. No, I don't point, think it would. It, but yeah, it would look bad. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That's, that's the one wrinkle that I'd say. Because, I mean, like, I, I could understand if they introduced, like, the BTS act. Or if you hit a certain, like, threshold, they'll be like, okay, you don't necessarily have to serve. Um, but, yeah, I'd say, like... Yeah, just from an optics point of view, it's be like, oh, like it'd be like, oh, classism. It's like, oh, like only the super rich mm-hmm. and famous like yeah, don't have exactly. to like die for their country. And I mean, yeah, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. If if the war broke out again and North Korea did invade, all these artists would be on airplanes to the U.S. Yeah. or Europe yeah. anyway. They wouldn't yeah, they, be they wouldn't be in the in South Korea uh, anymore. I don't think any of them would stay and fight. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of their companies would allow them to. Um, <laughs> uh, just another, like, I'd say, at least for my view, like, I can understand them, like, introducing something like this, but I'd say it's a lot harder to quantify what success would be in a music capacity as opposed to, like, a, a sports capacity where it's like, oh, if you can, like, the, the, it's very specific. Asian Games medal, gold, or Asian, ga- yeah, Asian Games gold or Olympic medal, you're good. Whereas... Like if we do it like by, by sales or by like I don't know it's it, it, it's a lot harder and also I feel like you'd get Especially a lot of companies those can get manipulated yeah yeah a lot of companies mm-hmm. would like do like do like sajagi like they'd like be like okay let's buy a billion albums and we our artists don't have to like compete in the at mili- one like, cent at one cent a uh, <laughs> album yeah yeah you I'd feel like there'd be some fuckery going on when uh if if you sort of like make it uh. Like make it financial or just like give a specific number, yeah. <laughs> and also you'd have to consider the fact that like uh, obviously like again like all of those numbers could be manipulated, so it's a lot harder. But I, I I do understand the basic idea of it, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, like with BTS, I'm sure th- there's a probably good chance that they'd want to serve their country. I mean, like most if yeah. not all people, like you if you refuse to serve in Korea, you are outcast, and you're you're basically yeah. you have to live in exile because they look down on any man that doesn't want to yeah, serve in their I guess country. That's true. Yeah, so it's very hard, and yeah, it, it's definitely a complicated situation. Obviously, we're all outsiders; we don't live in Korea, so it's just an yep. interesting sort of like view, uh, like thing to like a. Uh, monitor over the next couple of years definitely because it's 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 going to affect idols and it's going to affect like uh other like high profile celebrities and sports and in like media as well so definitely just leave us your comments on it leave us your thoughts as well if we if we're on base or if we're off like like completely off our off our rockers on like i guess our thinking of this but yeah that's yep. it's an interesting discussion topic that i think will it, will it won't go away necessarily uh even if like the 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 Korean Peninsula is technically at peace now, but yeah, that's all I wanted to discuss. Yep. <laughs> okay. Close that's us it. out, Jacob. Yep. Anyways, all right. I guess that's the uh, the end of the last topic. So uh, with that, thanks for listening. Um, I will try to film that Red Velvet unboxing soon. I just <laughs> haven't had the time yet again because. Master started a tactic, so we'll see what I can do. Thank you and goodbye. Stay dreamy. <laughs> Throbbingly dreamy. Stay dripping. Dripping. No, dreamy. don't stay no, no. <laughs> That's ten times worth. No.